to the Andy Mazo Show. What's going on, players and playettes? From the north to the south to the east to the west, welcome to the fifth show. Cinco, as my friends from the south would say, the Andy Mazo Podcast. Excited to be here. Listen, sorry for the delay. This episode was a little delayed due to an illness, but nevertheless, you can find us. Nevertheless, not no stress, suckas. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just Google us, you'll find us. But excited to be back. Excited to be over this little sickness. And um, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Not at the... Now that the winter is basically over, right? We're kind of cruising in the spring here. This El Nino's been a little wild lately. I mean, the weather has been absolutely fantastic in the Midwest. You can't complain. What you can complain about if you're a man in the Midwest, there's two damn things that's going on right now. Number one, Uno number one, oh, hunting season is freaking over, and that sucks. That sucks balls but i hope you had a great season i really do hunting is to me and this was actually my very first year hunting but man and i didn't get anything i had a couple opportunities and we're going to talk about that in the next episode but i didn't get anything i had a couple opportunities didn't get anything but man it's just about the experience of being out there you know you got the browning 12 gauge sighted in ready to rock and roll you're you can hear the deer stepping around out there you just you know you just couldn't get a shot off that's that's what it boils down to then the second thing that sucks balls is the nfl season is over it is absolutely over and it was a great season for nfl football i thought i thought the super bowl was absolutely outstanding i really did i thought First of all, it's very predictable. It came out exactly the way I thought because they have a baller-ass quarterback in Kansas City, and you just knew if Patrick Mahomes got the ball at the end of the game, it was a game over. And that is one thing I don't have as a Chicago Bears fan. And just so you guys know, I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan. And we're going to dive into that here in a little bit. Uh, Listen, I do want to congratulate Mr. Devin Hester for getting nominated into the Hall of Fame. And I also want to give a shout out to Steve McMichael, Mr. Mongo himself, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been battling a serious illness. He's just an absolute treasure to the city of Chicago. And currently he is in the emergency room as this episode. I'm recording it now. And they're requesting prayers. He does have pneumonia. Steve McMichael, I just want you to know, if anybody that knows him that listens to this podcast, that I absolutely, unequivocally love you. And you are an inspiration to the city of Chicago. The way you handled yourself on the football field and off was just undeniably amazing nothing short of perfection so steve mcmichael i hope i hope you you get over the pneumonia and you know you've got a few more days on earth with us because we cherish every day that you're here 
That being said, um, I believe that the NFL season was a great one. I really, really do. And I do believe that the best team won. I do. I thought Brock Purdy actually played an outstanding game in the Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant himself, the last one to be drafted, had an outstanding season. I mean, just just absolutely unbelievable the way that guy handled himself this year. Number one in QBR, by the way, 72.8. Number two was Dak Prescott. Number three, Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson at number four at 64.7. Herbert was 64.1. Matthew Stafford, 63.5. Kirk Cousins, 63.2. Patrick Mahomes, 63.1. Jordan Love, 62.1. And the list goes on and on from there. And your quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, was 23 at 46.1. We got some work to do. And the Bears, and we're going to dive into this here in a minute, but the Bears have the, the keys to the future. I mean, they really do. Ryan Poles. And I'm a Bears fan. I trust Ryan Poles and what he's going to do. But I got to tell you what. I want him to draft Caleb Williams. And we're going to go over that here in just a just a few few short seconds. But anyway, let's talk about the Super Bowl for a little bit. Average cost. Take a stab. Now, I... Here's the thing, right? When you watch the Super Bowl, you see the people around and how many thousands of the tracks. And I think they actually boosted the stadium seats up another 10,000 or so. So I think the average cost at the beginning was 6,600 bucks. I think towards the end, it actually averaged more to like $7,200 per ticket. Now, you're not going to the Super Bowl by yourself. So let's say you bring your spouse, right? So now you're talking, let's just say 7,000 to cut it even. You're talking 14 G's just to go to the damn game. That's not including beer, which I think was like 18 bucks, 18 bucks a beer. And then the average uh, price for a slice of pizza was like $14. And then on top of it, you're in Vegas. And unless you live in Vegas, why would you? Because it's the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So now you got airfare. I think the average airfare was like, you know, 1800 bucks a person or whatever it was. And then you've got hotel accommodations that was, you know, boosted up 150%. And that's the other thing, right? These cities, I mean, just getting away with murder, just juicing people, juicing, baby. OJ Simpson, the juice is loose. You want to stay in Vegas for the Super Bowl? No problem. The room that was $340 two weeks ago is going to cost you 15 Hunsky, baby, and be ready to pay it. And here's the crazy part is, is they're all lined up and ready to pay it. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. If it was the Chicago Bears, I'd probably consider it. I know it's wrong. I still have a mortgage on my house. I still have a car payment, but I would consider it. I understand the logic when it comes to these people spending the money on the Super Bowl, because it's your team, baby. It's what you believe in. And that's the thing, right? The NFL is like the great escape for American men. 
No matter how shitty your life is, no matter how bad your job's going, no matter how bad your marriage is going, it doesn't matter. On Sunday when that ball kicks off and your team's on the field, you just evaporate. And for one moment in time, for two and a half, three hours, you can escape from all that bullshit and just dream of winning. And there's some aspiration in that, right? And that's why these people pay the money that they pay. They pay the money because they have a love affair with their team. They've bought the jerseys. They've been to the home games. They tailgated. They've had their buddies over for games throughout the year. and Everybody's drinking beer and everybody's talking about how good or how bad they are. You know, again, I'm from Chicago. I'm dealing with the Chicago Bears right now, which is weird, but I'm also a Chicago Cubs fan, and I understand it. When the Cubs won the World Series, I cried. That was a life-changing experience, especially when you talk about a franchise that hadn't won a championship in however long it was. It was 150% emotional. Very, very emotional. So you, you got to understand the love affair of Americans when it comes to professional sports. And that's where the money comes in. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Right? Some people are into movies. Some people are into sports. Some people are into TV shows. Some people are into music. You know, that's like when Taylor Swift comes to town and her tickets are $1,700 a ticket. And she's selling out every stadium three nights you know what I mean? Why do you think that is? That's because there is a emotional connection. There is an escape. And that's what we live for. That's what we live for as fans, whether it be football, music, TV shows, it doesn't matter. So I can, I can understand why people were paying the money that they were paying. But let's talk about being a Chicago Bears fan. And the unique position that the Chicago Bears fans find themselves enthralled in. We have an opportunity to draft Caleb Williams. Who is unequivocally a generational talent. According to everything you look at, everybody you talk to, everybody you listen to, no matter what radio station it is. But for some reason, the Chicago Bears fans have a absolute love affair with Justin Fields. And I'm starting to figure out why. I do believe that is a systematic love affair because he is so electric on his highlight reel. And it's not just Chicago Bears fans. It's been NFL fans way back in history with when it comes to rushing quarterbacks. It's just the allure and the the fantasy of watching them do these unbelievable things. You look at a quarterback like Michael Vick. Now, Michael Vick, to me, was leaps and bounds better than Justin Fields. You're talking about a guy that had 6,100 rushing yards, I believe, and 143 games played. Michael Vick was a stud. Not, but then you look at Cam Newton, fifty-six hundred passing yards out of a hundred or rushing yards out of one hundred forty-eight games. Where's Cam Newton now? 
he's doing podcasts. He's doing a good one, but he's doing podcasts. Russell Wilson, where's he at? Getting ready to get barfed out. He had 5,300 yards. You've got the the rare spectrum Lamar Jackson, who is the real deal, 5,258 rushing yards. But here's the thing, right? Games played was 86. Russell Wilson is only 100 yards more with 188 games played. Lamar Jackson's the real deal. He really is. You know, you've got, you know, Steve McNair. Everybody loves Steve McNair. Everybody loved Donovan McNabb. Everybody loved Michael Vick. Everybody loved Cam Newton. Everybody loves Justin Fields because he's electric when he runs the ball. But that does not mean he's a great quarterback. Here's the thing with the Chicago Bears fans. They were the first run, the first, the first ones to run out Mitch Trubinsky. And I, I believe this is a 27-game core sample. Justin Fields, 59.9% completion percentage. Mitch Trubinsky, 632 4,469 passing yards for Fields. Trubinsky at 56.44. Rushing yards, Fields kicking his ass. 1591, 680. Passing rushing touchdowns, 36 for Mitch Trubinsky, 36 for Justin Fields. Turnovers, Justin Fields has 31. Mitch Trubinsky has 26. And the passer rating, Justin Fields had 79.7. Mitch Trubinsky had 86.3. So statistically speaking, Mitch Trubinsky was a better quarterback statistically. Statistically, out of a 20-game sample, Mitch Trubinsky was better than Justin Fields. Here is the freaking problem. People have a love affair of Justin Fields. Just as they did every other electric rushing quarterback in the league. I cannot believe how many people in Chicago are saying, keep Justin Fields and pass on Caleb Williams. You have got to be delusional if you're one of those people. You've got to be delusional. And I'll tell you why. Justin Fields when it comes to quarterbacks, was rated 23rd in the NFL when it comes to QBR. Quarterback passer rating, 46.1%. Let me go ahead and rattle off a few in front of them. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Herbert, Stafford, Cousins, Mahomes, Love, Goff, Hurts. I mean, you name it, Minshew. It, it's it's insane. You have an opportunity to grab a generational player like Caleb Williams. You, you have to do it. You have to do it. That's just the reality of it. You have to do it. Because you're going to get the same old, same old if Justin Fields is there. The Bears will be contenders, potential contenders, possibly just average if the Bears, you know, they get all the, if they if they keep Justin Fields and they get all the trade equity, the draft equity for the next two years, blah, 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 then they're just going to be marginal 
and maybe a contender with Justin Fields. If you get a guy like Caleb Williams on your team, first of all, that no NFL team has ever faced, financially, it's the best decision Ryan Poles can make because it buys him another three years. If he passes on Caleb Williams and keeps Justin Fields, mock my words, and Justin Fields tanks, Ryan Poles will be looking for a new job after next year. If Ryan Poles wants to secure his future for the next three years, then he gets rid of Justin Fields, trade him out, and he grabs Caleb Williams. It just makes financial sense as far as the salary cap is concerned. It just makes good damn sense. It really, really does. And unfortunately, there's a lot of delusional Bears fans out there. Delusional. When I mean delusional, I mean crazy, crazy delusional. Thank you. Because everybody outside of the league is applauding to what I'm saying because they know it's true. They know it's absolutely true. So, anyway, I got some breaking news. I got some breaking news. And you're going to love this. We're going to have the Andy Mazo show. We're going to have an ex-bear on the show within the next couple weeks. And we're going to go over it before the draft. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I can tell you this. It's going to be a good time and it's going to be a good show. So I want you to keep it locked in on the Andy Mazo show. If you're a Chicago Bears fan. You're going to want to hear it. It's it's going to be a game changer. I'm going to start bringing in some guests on this show and it's going to be it's going to be fun and exciting. It really really is. Anyway, I'm going to keep this one a little short also. I want to thank everybody for listening and um I want you to stay blessed. Enjoy the show. Sorry for the delay in the last episode. It's just, I've been under the weather. Still under the weather a little bit, as you can tell. But we're going to keep rocking and rolling, baby. We're going to keep rocking and rolling. I want you to stay blessed. And as always, thank you for listening and enjoy your life. <laughs>